Hey friends, this is episode 33 of Faith Fitness Joy. Four essential components of an exercise routine. We all know that exercise is good for us and an important component of our overall health. Though many of us may not know what makes a good or well-rounded exercise routine. Worse, many of us have fallen into the trap of the many myths about exercise and aren't really getting the results that we're seeking as a result of that. So today I am covering the four essential components of an exercise routine. So grab your notebook and join me in today's episode of Faith Fitness Joy. This is Faith Fitness Joy and I am Rochelle Weiss. Does losing weight or getting fit and healthy seem hopeless? Do you struggle with how to get started? Maybe you're tired of being on the diet and fitness roller coaster or sometimes feel overwhelmed, depressed, and like you have somehow lost yourself in the busyness of motherhood, work, and life. Do you want to have more energy and feel more connected and happy? Do you seek a deeper connection to God? Faith, Fitness, Joy is all about achieving whole health. It is about health of the body, mind, and soul for Christian moms. If you are ready to lose weight or get fit, improve your nutrition, feel better, healthier, and happier, while also strengthening and deepening your connection to God, then this is the podcast for you. All right, welcome to episode 33 of Faith, Fitness, Joy. Today, I am sharing the four essential components of an exercise routine. A comprehensive, effective exercise routine requires all four of these. And these essential components are, number one, strength training. Number two, effective cardio. Number three, stretching or mobility. And number four, rest. So, If you have been listening to my podcast for a while, then you know that I began with exercise and dieting at the age of 14. When I started, my exercise routine consisted only of cardio. And at that time, what I knew about cardio, or at least what I thought I knew, was that it burns fat. So in my 14-year-old brain, if I wanted to get results faster, then I needed to do as much cardio as possible. And at that age, this translated into 45 minutes of cardio every single day after school. And on that was on top of whatever I was doing at school in PE class. In later years, it was cardio kickboxing videos, running, or my stepmom's old Jane Fonda and Denise Austin workout videos. Um, or it was some combination of all of these. In these earlier years, I believed that there was like this magic to certain types of workouts at this time, which would have been like the later 90s and into the early 2000s. That was kind of what the fitness industry tended to sell this. You know, it was things like this workout will get you the body type that you want. Um, Like that was the type of messaging that was out there at the time. Um, There wasn't a whole lot at the time, at least not that I was aware of that was really kind of the whole package of good nutrition and um, exercise and a lot of what we know now. So like I said at the time, it was all about these workout videos that were kind of like selling themselves as like this magical workout that was going to, you know, transform your body. Um, 
And so naturally I believed that and I thought, oh, if I do this video every day, then I will look like that. And that was not true. And so now to be fair, yes, I did lose weight doing these, but I never like got a six pack. I never came even close to these results that I thought I was going to get from doing these videos. And it wasn't until decades later that I would learn that this was because it's complete bullshit. Pardon my French, but it is. And um, there's no workout video that's going to get you results like this. And there's a number of reasons for that, but that is the bottom line. Um, and it's also complete bullshit that doing only cardio is going to get you results. Um, at least results like that. Again, I didn't know better. In fact, I didn't learn better for a long time. So, you know, for many, many years, you know, I just did cardio expecting like these magical results to happen and I didn't know better. And a lot of people don't know better because the fitness industry for many moons, that was what they were selling. Fortunately, I did eventually learn and now I know that exercise alone, first of all, first and foremost, exercise alone will not get you the physique that you may be wanting. Yes, it's an important component, but it is not in and of itself enough. Nutrition drives the majority of our overall physique. I have many episodes about that where I talk about different ways of eating and all of that. Um, so I'm not going to go into that in this episode. But it's important to note. Now, that being said, we do also need exercise for our health. And it can also and it is also an important component of building and creating this physique that we all want to get. Um, but you have to include these essential components that I'm talking about in this episode. So let's get into what these are. So the first one is strength training. And it is number one on my list for a reason, and it is probably because it is the most important and most beneficial form of exercise for your overall health as well as for a good physique. Cardio, yes, it may help you burn fat, again, if it's done correctly and effectively, but it is not going to give you any sort of shape, okay? You're not, you know, a lot of us have this goal of toned arms and shoulders, a smaller waist, um, some lift and definition in your booty, some toned thighs. Um, there's no way around it. You need to be doing strength training to get there. You need to involve weightlifting in order to get that sort of physique that most of us want. Your muscles are what give you the shapely physique that you're seeking. You cannot run your way to this. You cannot spot exercise your way to this. So you can't just you know, spend 20 minutes doing crunches in the evening and expect to have like this beach body at the end of that. It's not, it's, it's not enough. And there's a lot of messaging out there that leads people to believe this, but it's just simply not true. You need a solid full body strength training routine, period. Now, I know there are some myths and misconceptions out there that weightlifting will make you look bulky uh, you might have images of some of these extreme female bodybuilders that many of us have seen where, you know, they are really muscular or they are, uh, some of them are really bulky. Um, and, you know, you may not want to look like that. Not that there's anything wrong with that if that's your goal, but a lot of people that may not be their goal. Um, and it, I know it's for a lot of women, it can be kind of, um, 
like a deterrent because we have this misconception that that's what it's going to make you look like if you lift weights. Okay, so let's just dispel that myth right away. You are not going to look like this from weightlifting. Weightlifting in and of itself is not going to bulk you up. It is going to tighten you up and it's going to make you look smaller. We often hear people say erroneously that muscle weighs less than fat. Like how many of us have heard that or heard that or what muscle weighs more than fat? How many of us have heard that, right? Um, it, it always, I don't know, it's one of those things that um, annoys me because it's not really the right way to say it. I mean, a pound of fat is a pound of fat and a pound of muscle is a pound of muscle, a pound is a pound, right? They're, they technically weigh the same thing. The point is what people are really trying to say when they say this is that it takes up less space than fat. So the same amount, let's say you have a pound of muscle and a pound of fat, the pound of muscle is smaller than the pound of fat. It takes up less space on your body. So this is why you can see the scale stay put for quite some time, um, but your body measurements may actually be decreasing and you are actually shrinking. So as you replace fat with muscle, you're actually going to get smaller. Even if your weight doesn't change for a while um, or the scale doesn't drop a whole lot, you can still be having drastic results in terms of appearance from weightlifting and basically in doing that, replacing fat with muscle. In addition to the aesthetic benefits, there are numerous other benefits to weightlifting. First of all, you get stronger. You become, And so as a result of that, you become less prone to injury. You strengthen your bones, which reduces your risk of things like osteoporosis or serious injury to your bones. Like even if you fall down, you can prevent, you know, sprains and fractures and things like that because you're stronger. You might be able to either prevent the fall or you're just more, um, you're, you're less likely to hurt your bones in uh, something like a fall or an accident. You'll increase your metabolism and then you can end up burning more calories throughout the day. And this is because muscle requires a greater amount of energy to maintain than body fat does. Now, the exact amount of extra calories or the exact amount of extra energy is sort of a subject of debate. But at the end of the day, increasing your muscle mass will actually also help your, met your base metabolic rate. Another benefit is that it is truly the fountain of youth. Again, not just in that you're going to look younger, but it keeps your body strong and able, which is really important as we get older, right? I mean, um, we hear stories of people talking about, and I joke about it too, like how it's harder to get up off the floor now that I'm in my mid forties and things like that. Um, but it helps you, it helps mitigate those things and not doing it can actually make things like that even worse for you. Um, and I'll never forget a few years back, I heard this story on the radio and it was about this 80 some odd year old lady who like beat the daylights out of this guy that busted into her house. And like, I guess he was coming into her house to try to rob her or something. And she like literally picked this dude up and threw him. And like, I think she knocked him out and, 
and basically kept him like confined in some way to until the police got to her house and they were able to arrest him. It was one of the most hilarious things I think I'd ever heard. But at the same time, like how awesome is that? And it was because she was like a heavy weightlifter. Um, she did regular weightlifting and she lifted heavy. And so she was really strong. Uh, and I want to be that 80 some odd year old lady when I'm that age. I want to know that my kids aren't going to have to take care of me when I'm older. And I want to be strong enough and capable enough to maintain my independence for as long as possible. Right. And weightlifting can help you do that. Keeping your muscles strong can help you do that. You know, if you think about it, it's an investment in your future. It's an investment in your ability to stay independent longer throughout your life and healthier throughout your life. So the um, the second component is effective cardio. Okay, so I have noticed this trend in the fitness industry right now where there's a lot of ads out there floating around for programs where they're saying things like, if you want to lose weight and you want to look like XYZ, then stop doing cardio. Or they'll say something like, lose weight and look great without cardio. Um, and I find this a tad misleading because you do need some cardio. There are two reasons I say this. One, it is called cardio because it works your cardiovascular system, which is a good thing. And you absolutely want to take good care of that system, right? I mean, it's your heart and all of your, the the blood vessels throughout your body. It's, it's the pump system that delivers all of your nutrients and oxygen and all of your, everything throughout your body, right? So you want to take good care of this system. So cardio is very important for your health. And second, cardio helps you to burn excess body fat so long as you are doing effective cardio. So what does that mean? And so this is where I think the messaging out there about not doing cardio is misleading because what these people are really getting at is that you do not need to, nor should you be doing really long periods of really high intensity cardio. So what's really underneath this messaging is that, you know, when we, when we hear cardio, a lot of us think of things like spending an hour on the treadmill, you know, riding a stationary bike as hard as we can and like really pumping up, um, the, the heart rate when we're doing this, or, you know, some of these like, you know, like that insanity workout, I'm sure many of you have seen the ads for, I mean, that's like what a lot of people's minds go to. And for a lot of people, that just sounds absolutely miserable. And quite frankly, it kind of is, right? Like, I mean, to be doing that amount and at that intensity. Um, and so this type of cardio, it, what it, it means that you're like huffing and puffing, you cannot talk, or you can barely talk and you're sweating profusely and like your heart feels like it's pounding out of your chest or it's at its peak. It's at like the highest heart rate that, that it should be at before you're kind of getting into a dangerous um, heart rate. So this type of cardio results in your body pumping out adrenaline and a whole host of other hormones that actually end up countering your weight loss efforts and actually cause you to hold on to body fat instead of burning it. And one of the reasons, there's so many reasons for this, and you should really, you know, kind of look into this and look it up for yourself so you can kind of see what I'm talking about and referring to here because it's too much to get into here. But with, with the example of adrenaline, right, when you're running on a treadmill 
and you're running, right? And you're, let's say your heart rate, like in my case, a high heart rate would be something like 147 to 152 beats a minute. That's up there. And if I'm, if my heart rate's at that level, like I'm, you know, I'm huffing and puffing and I'm sweating a lot. Well, then, like I said, the adrenaline will start to pump out at a certain point to keep your going, yourself going, because your body's trying to enable you to keep going because in your you know, in the most primal part of your brain, the subconscious, like older part of the brain, it, when adrenaline starts getting signaled, it's because you're in danger, right? Your body doesn't know that you're running. Like your brain doesn't know that you're running for the sake of running and to to like get exercise. It's like assuming, and it's doing its job, like, oh, we're in trouble here. We got to pump this out so we can get out of this dangerous situation. And we got to keep this adrenaline out so we can keep running longer so we can get to safety. That's like what's going on. The problem is there's also a stress component to that, which means you're going to be pumping out all kinds of other hormones that later in the day when you're done are going to lead to things like you being hungrier they're going to make it more resistant for your body to let go of excess body fat. And there's all kinds of reasons for this because your hormones aren't necessarily, they're not conscious, right? They're not, they don't have an intelligence to them. They have a very specific purpose. So when you're getting into this kind of cardio, you're putting yourself in, you're pumping out all these hormones that are not doing you any favors when it comes to losing weight and burning excess body fat. Okay, so this is why that messaging is out there. It's it's really about like not doing that type of cardio. It's not to say that cardio in itself is completely unnecessary and has no role in a good exercise routine and or in weight loss and improving your physique. So, um, and as we know, there's a number of workouts and programs out there that very much push this type of craziness and this type of cardio. And I, I spent decades myself convinced that I had to do this craziness to get the results that I wanted and to get the body that I wanted. Little did I know that it was the equivalent of running on a wheel like a hamster and not getting anywhere um, because it it was not effective and it was pumping out all these hormones that were making it a lot harder for my body to release this excess weight. So what is effective cardio? Well, it's basically the kind of cardio that keeps you in the fat burning heart rate range, which is basically 60% of your max heart rate. Um, And so if you don't have something like a heart rate monitor or a smartwatch or a Fitbit, then a good gauge for whether you're in this zone is like your heart will be pumping, you'll feel all the blood pumping, but you should still be able to carry on a conversation comfortably, right? In other words, like you're not you're not huffing and puffing five set, five to 10 breaths in between every single word because you're so, your heart rate is up so high. You're able to, to carry on a conversation comfortably while you're doing whatever this activity is. Um, and you can also look up ways to calculate your six, like 60% of your max cardio, um, heart rate for cardio. The best example of effective cardio is walking. Believe it or not, walking is all the cardio that you really need. It is far more effective at fat burning than running or other forms of cardio, and it has many other benefits. Like it will help improve your mobility. It can help reduce pain. It's been shown to to be effective in actually mitigating and reducing the pain related to things like arthritis, including including rheumatoid arthritis, 
fibromyalgia. Um, so a number of, of like these chronic pain conditions that can actually be very helpful for. Um, it also is good for your heart health. This is not to say that all other forms of cardio are detrimental to your goals or anything like that. It's just a matter of staying within this 60% of your max range to prevent your body from getting into these, you know, releasing all these hormones that are going to lead to you storing more fat or that are going to make your body like not let go of it. So that's really kind of what's going on when you hear people saying these things like, you know, oh, I lost 50 pounds, you know, without doing cardio. Like what they're really getting at is they're not doing this crazy cardio. They're doing, you know, um, probably shorter spurts of cardio. It could be things like hits. It could be Tabata type of workouts, or it could just be that they're walking a few times a week or after they're doing their strength training workout or something like that. So it's really... Like I said, that's why I find it a little misleading and why I wanted to just expand on that a little bit here. Um, the third thing is stretching or mobility. Now, this is often the first thing that many of us will skip, myself included, but it is 100% an essential component of a good workout routine. Not stretching can increase your risk of muscle injury. If you have ever had your back seize up on you, you know what I'm talking about. I found out the hard way that this is what happens when your hamstrings get too tight and when you don't stretch enough after workouts. And take my advice on this and stretch after workouts. Trust me, if you have not ever experienced back spasm, you do not want to learn this lesson in life the hard way. Like stretch, okay? It's, it's, you will save yourself a whole lot of pain. Um, and in my case, like I'm down for the count for a good week and a half. Like I can't even think about picking up a weight when my back has done that to me in the past. Um, I can't even get up and walk for a few days. It is excruciatingly painful. Um, and there's a number of other types of things that can happen from not stretching. Obviously the back spasms aren't the only thing. Um, so it's very important to stretch. In addition to stretching after your workouts, it's also essential that you have a, fo a focused day of the week where you are doing a stretching workout instead of something like weightlifting or cardio. And this can be, you know, yoga, or it could just be 15 to 30 minutes of dedicated stretching, you know, however you prefer to do it. It could just be something you do in front of the TV while you're watching a show. Just remember to take a chunk of that time to, you know, get on the floor and do some stretching, stretch out your legs, stretch out your back, stretch out, you know, the sides of your torso and things like that. It's really important to improving your flexibility, improving your mobility, and it will also help you relax and it'll help with your mindset as well. It's really a good way to also kind of calm yourself down and just recenter a little bit. And then that brings us to the fourth component, which is rest. So I put rest last, but it certainly is not the least of these four components. It is another one that we often tend to want to skip, especially if you've worked really hard to get yourself going with exercise. Um, I know for me, I had spent decades like in this absolute terror that if I took any breaks from workouts, I was going to like fall off the wagon and I would never get back on track. And as a result, I would not let myself take breaks and I would not rest much more than maybe one day a week. And this combined with skipping on the stretching a lot of the times because I was pressed for time 
ultimately led me to a really bad shoulder injury, which later forced me to take a good two week break from weightlifting. Um, So please feel free to learn from my mistake and build rest days into your routine. I am very disciplined about this now, having learned the hard lesson. So Wednesday and Sunday are always my no workout days. The most I will do on either of these is take a walk or go out in my garden. Um, But I make sure that I'm not, you know, I'm not doing any weightlifting and I'm not doing any like strenuous cardio or anything like that. A little bit of a lesson on how this works. So when you lift weights, you are creating small tears in your muscles. This is why you feel sore when you're starting out with a new weightlifting routine or when you change your workouts up and or when you increase the weights that that you're lifting, like the amount of weight that you're lifting on a certain exercise. So your body uh, repairs when you sleep, regardless of if it's a new routine or not, your body repairs itself during your sleep. And this is also how you grow your muscles as you're tearing them down during the workout. And then during your sleep, your body is rebuilding the muscles that you've torn. And this is also how um, muscles grow. This is why you will see if you look up weightlifting workouts or weightlifting workout routines, you'll hear about things like workout splits. And when you if you look at them, you'll notice that they're always designed a certain way where you're never going to see the same muscle group get worked back to back. So you're never going to see like a workout split where you have a chest day followed by a chest day. You're going to see a split with something like uh, what what you might see called a pull workout, which is your back um, one day, and then you might have a leg day the next day, and then you might have a push workout, which is your chest the following day or something like that. And there's a reason for that. And that's because you don't want to ever work your muscle groups, the same muscle group back to back, because you need to give your muscles time to recover. And you want to put at least a day in between muscle group um, that you work out. So you give it that chance to recover. Now, after you have been working out consistently for some time, let's say several months or several years, it's a it's good practice to add an occasional week off as well. It just gives your body some time <clears throat> to recover and rest And if you find that you're really sore and struggling to get up in the morning, there are a few things to look at there as well. One could be that you're not getting enough sleep. So look at your sleep. Are are you getting like seven hours of sleep a night at minimum, at least seven hours of sleep? If you're getting less than that, then you should not be working out until you do, until you're hitting seven hours of sleep consistently. If that's not the case, at the very least, do not work out higher than 60% of your capacity until you're getting seven hours of sleep consistently. Hormones are a factor in this as well, and that's why this is really important. This is another one of these situations where you can end up starting to counter your efforts because you're starting to get into this kind of um, mix of hormones that start to, your body starts to pump out in, in greater amounts as a result of you trying to do all this extra workout without getting adequate rest. So be aware of that and start working on your sleep routine to make sure you're hitting seven hours of sleep. Now, if you're already hitting seven hours or more of sleep, then, um, but you're finding that you're still 
like feeling tired in the morning, then it may just be that you need more rest from your workouts. It might mean taking an extra rest rest day that week. Maybe you need to take a couple extra rest days that week. Listen to your body here and give it what it's trying to tell you that it needs. If you don't want to take like a third rest day, let's say you've already, you know, you're like, okay, I'm tired. I'm going to take a second rest day here, but maybe you're uncomfortable taking a third one. Then try something like going to bed an hour earlier that night and see if that does the trick. If you wake up feeling more refreshed the next morning and you're not feeling so tired and having such a hard time getting yourself going, then, you know, that might've been all you needed was to get a little bit more sleep. Other times, you, you just might need more rest. You might need to take more rest days that week than you normally would. And that's okay. It's just your body's just telling you it needs a little extra rest for whatever reason. So give it that extra rest. You're going to get better results in the long run as a result of this when you give your body what it needs. So those are the four essential components of a good exercise routine. These all work together and they all add up to a healthier, stronger, leaner body that you are working so hard to achieve. So I hope you'll take some of this into consideration and I hope you'll find this helpful and create a workout routine for yourself that includes all of these different components. So that concludes today's episode, friends, and I would love to hear from you. So please share your thoughts in the comments. If you find this helpful and you want to continue the pursuit of faith, fitness, and joy with me, please like and subscribe. And you can also find me on socials on Facebook and Instagram or check out the website at faithfitnessjoy.com. Thank you so much for joining Faith Fitness Joy today. I hope you found something helpful in today's episode. I would love to hear what you think. So please leave a comment and let me know what you found helpful or what you'd like to learn more about in future episodes. If you enjoyed today's show, please subscribe. You can also connect with me on social media at Faith Fitness Joy on Instagram or Facebook. Check out the blog at www.faithfitnessjoy.com. This is Rochelle Weiss wishing you health and happiness of mind, body, and soul.